Uh, the other day I went around, uh, or I didn't go around. Uh, I was looking around, um, just at all the people around me. Now this was in my hometown of uh, Alabama, and it was at a pizza buffet. However, I stepped out of that buffet and still continue to see the people. Now, one thing I've noticed from just looking around is almost everybody. Now, I'm not saying this is all over the country. I'm not saying it's in every town, but it's definitely in my hometown. Almost everybody is either fat or on drugs or have made terrible life decisions and are down on their luck. For example, single mom. Uh, for example, uh, terrible job. Look, here, here's the thing. I'll just put it this way. From the looks of it, it almost looked like, like I don't want to come off as a douchebag, but I started feeling superior. Like I really started feeling like I was better than most people that I was around. And that's simply because I'm not on drugs and I'm not fat and I don't have like an illegitimate kid or anything like that. I'm just normal, I guess, but normal in my hometown seems to be borderline superior, which is just wild. It's just effing wild to think about. Like honest to goodness, if you're in America and you get a college degree and you don't let yourself go and you don't do drugs, it's almost impossible not to have a pretty legitimate life. I'm not saying really legitimate, but pretty legitimate. Uh, but it's like all these people, they, they just can't pull that off. They can't pull off not being fat or doing drugs or getting a degree. They can't do it. They make the worst decisions ever, and they're in their miserable little lives. And it's just, it's a little sad, but at the same time, it makes me feel good because it's like, dang, did I really outdo all these people? And uh, it's, it's just crazy. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm legitimate. I'm just saying in comparison to these people, I felt superior. Um. And, you know, you've heard the statistics. Oh, for the first time in blah, blah, blah years that the American life expectancy has actually dropped. And that does not surprise me one bit. Honestly, I'm surprised that we're still one of the top life expectancy countries in the world. I'm very shocked by that. I mean, when you just look around, the people don't look like they're going to live long. Nobody looks like they're going to live long. Most of the people look like they'll end up dying in their 50s or 60s, and that's it. That's what most of the people look like. Because the drugs are killing tons of people. Tons of people. And once you get on the drugs, you're borderline done. Like, you're not going to live till you're probably 40. And if you do, you're going to be disgusting. You're going to look so bad. You're probably going to be homeless, and you're just going to be mess. And then the fat A's... The fat A's ain't going to live to their 70. It just ain't going to happen. If you're a fat A, you're not making it to 70. Sorry. You're just not. But somehow the life expectancy is still decently high. 
and I really don't know how. I think it's because the generation that's old right now was the last generation that wasn't morbidly obese uh, throughout their whole life. Because right now, everybody's fatter on drugs. Everybody. It's just the thing to do. And honestly, I would have to say the life expectancy in America going down just a little bit is good news for people that don't just let themselves go. Uh, Because you would have to imagine if everybody in America didn't do drugs and stayed at a healthy weight, you would have to imagine the life expectancy would be through the roof. It would have to be at like 85, 86 maybe. Right now it's at like 80 for the women and like 78 for the men. Which like I said, how is it that high? I don't know. I guess our healthcare is the only thing keeping us alive. Because I'll tell you right now, the diets, the drugs, the lifestyles, they're destroying the people. I, I, I don't know. And then it blows your mind when you see other countries like, let's say, for example, I'm going to go with Korea. Blows your mind when you see them uh, not having a super high life expectancy. I mean, I get it. They're not as healthy as people make them out to be. But, dadgum, at least they're not doing drugs all the time. I don't know. And I get, you know, China smokes like a daggum chimney, so... For them, it makes sense that theirs isn't as high as America's. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just something that I... It was a realization that I had the other day. It almost made me feel like, could I get a legitimate job in a smaller town just because I, I, I don't come off as like an unstable freak? I mean, maybe I do. I don't know. But I'm telling you, when you're walking around, you just feel like I should be working a job that's one of the better jobs in this town. Because everybody else is less legit than me, so why don't I get the better job? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, they have announced that they're going to make, as we all know, they're going to make in uh, Space Jam number two. Space Jam 2. Now, if you haven't seen the first one, I recommend watching it. It's a fun movie. It's fun for the whole family. And, uh, yeah, it's you're going to like it, pretty much. But Space Jam 1 was starring Michael Jordan. And he had to go up against these monsters, which were called the Monstars, because they got secret powers uh, from the the top NBA players at the time. So, like, Charles Barkley was one of them, Muggsy Bowes, uh, I think uh, Patrick Ewing, and a couple other ones. Um, there was a white guy, Sean Bradley, I think. I don't know why he was in that movie. He was trash. But yeah, so it's pretty much, you know, some of the top players in the NBA, they get their talents, then Michael Jordan has to play them, beat them, and you know, whatever, save the world. Michael Jordan, very well cast, obviously, he's the greatest player of all time. Well, they're making a second one that's starring LeBron James. Now, I find it a bit odd that they're getting LeBron when he's like kind of on the downfall. He's, he's peaked. I mean, the guy's definitely not getting better every year. I'll say that. Uh, he, he just missed the playoffs, so that's really bad for the movie. It's like, oh, this guy couldn't make the playoffs? Why, why is he the guy we're going to to save the day? Well, well, what's this about? Why don't we get somebody that freaking won a championship? Kawhi Leonard, maybe? And obviously, I get Kawhi would be a terrible actor for that movie, but still. You get the point. 
But uh, so LeBron's going to be starring in it. It's like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll give it to him. LeBron is really good. He's a once in a generation player. Whatever, go for it. But here's where it gets real progressive. The monsters or the people that get their talent taken from them by the monsters. Anthony Davis. Okay, that's good. Uh, Two other players. I cannot remember who they were. It's maybe Jimmy Butler. I don't know. And then maybe, I don't know, somebody else. But then there's five. Two of the players are girls. Okay? Girls. Now, I don't know why you would put people in there that aren't even very good at basketball and would get destroyed by an NBA player. Doesn't make a lot of sense why they would be in the movie. And I get it. You want to draw in the girls. But the first one was wildly successful. Okay? You don't... Here's what pisses me off. You don't have to have certain people in a movie to make make it successful. Now, one thing I have been seeing is a lot of movies have had Chinese influence in them. Maybe a scene will be filmed in some you know maybe shanghai or something or maybe it'll have an asian character in it and that i get because the asian market is blowing up right now and they realize that if they have some things in their movies that kind of are relatable to the chinese the chinese will like it and they'll go see it and they'll make a fortune on them but it's like you're putting girl basketball players one of them is diana tarasi who's a very famous one uh but the other one, never heard of her. Some generic mother effer. And I'm just looking at it like, God, dude. First off, picking five, it's not like there wasn't enough good NBA players, okay? Picking five NBA players is so difficult because you have so many to choose from. It's not like we had two extra spots that we didn't, we couldn't find people to fill it. No! Fuck no. Oh, we're going to put some girls in there. It's like, oh, God, the progressiveness. And not one. No, no, no. Not one. Two. Almost half the effing team is girls. Good job, Hollywood. Effed up another movie. And I know this movie's going to suck. Because I guarantee you the best players on the team are going to be the girls. The girls are going to dominate. At least make it realistic, please. It's the least you can do. Uh, Let's see. In other news. Now, this is something that I saw brought up recently. And I realized I I might be alone on this one. So the question is, when you shower, do you wash your legs? When you shower, do you wash your legs? Just really think about that. Do you wash your legs? Because I'll tell you right now, I don't. I don't. And I've been having zero problems with my legs. Okay? The way I see it is it's like a a gravity thing. When you're washing your upper body, you know, another thing is when you're washing yourself, 
you gotta you gotta focus on what's most important okay for me the most important thing is going to be the hair because my hair gets real greasy the face because my face gets real greasy the crotch for obvious reasons and the a for obvious reasons now with that being said there are other areas that do need to be cleaned the whole chest and stomach area that skin right there is a bit more sensitive and for me it tends to get a little sticky if i haven't showered and when you have a significant other or if you're married you know you like to cuddle at nighttime if your skin's all sticky it's just not good for cuddling okay you want to have that smooth skin and when you shower your stomach or your back or your arms you get the smooth skin but like i was saying there's a level of gravity and that gravity is pulling the soap from the top of your body down to your legs so soap at one point or another is getting on your legs through some way okay but for some reason and, and that's why I think you, there's no need to clean them. I just, I don't know. I just never clean them. The only way I will clean my, my legs, I don't clean my feet either. The only way I'll clean my legs is if there's obvious dirt on it where it's like, okay. Like a lot of times if you're doing yard work or playing football and, or like soccer on real grass, uh, it'll put a lot of dirt on your ankle area. And if that happens, then obviously, yes, you're going to wash that. But just your day-to-day life, I don't do it. And my question is, am I weird for not doing it? Because I saw this thing on uh, a podcast where it looked like a lot of people were doing it. Most people were doing it. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird on that. I never do it, and I would recommend not doing it because, not going to lie, I get out of that shower, I'm clean from head to toe. Even though I didn't wash my legs or my feet, I am clean, I can assure you. So really think about that next time. Uh, anything else? Yeah. So I did go see star, uh, not star Wars toy story Four. uh, good movie, not amazing for me. It was the worst out of the toy stories. And the reason it was the worst was not because of obviously not because of the animation. Uh, it was a little bit because of the characters, And it was a lot because of the story. I did not like the story a lot. I thought, hands down, worst story out of any uh, Toy Story movie. The worst. Uh, Characters, decent, but not great. Like, you're going to see a lot of Bobop. Bobop, they turn her into like a strong woman feminist type character. Where she's like, oh, she's a go-getter. She can work on cars. She can fight. She can do this. And it's like, I'm sorry, but what happened to the Bobop that we all knew and loved that was a little sweetheart in her freaking dress with the daggum sheep cane thing and uh, loved Woody? What happened to that one? So, you know, and then you get the new uh, sport character, and he's kind of funny. But uh, but he's not as good as some of the other kids. Like he's no Buzz Lightyear. He's no he's no Woody. He's no T Rex. Uh, he's no uh, Ham the pig. 
but he's decent. And then, you know, you have a few other characters here and there. Uh, I'd say the best new characters were the carnival characters. The uh, the two little fuzzy, I think it's like a duck and, I don't know, like a bear or an alien or something. They were probably, they were really good. They were played by Key and Peele. They were good. They were funny. They had some really funny moments. But I don't know. For me, it was the worst one. I'm going to stand by that. It's the worst one. Uh, now, apparently, the movie got attacked by feminists, which is surprising to me. I did not see that coming. But uh, And also attacked by some just generic SJWs. They said there's not enough diversity in it, apparently. I mean, they're effing toys, for crying out loud, but apparently there's not enough diversity. Uh, they wanted more... They wanted more black toys. And the thing is, there was a fair amount of black voiced characters. Uh, the, the two new carnival ones are Key and Peel. They're black. But no, that wasn't good enough. They wanted the toys to actually be black. Okay, so there's a problem there. Now, here's the problem with that. A lot of classic toys typically aren't black. Sorry, that's just the way the world was back then. A lot of the classic toys are not going to be black. I mean, you can try to throw in diversity in there, but it's just like, dude, let's make it realistic before we make it SJW, okay? Let's let's work on that. So yeah, they got upset about that, and they got upset that Bobop at the end, yeah, there's a scene, whatever. They wanted it to be a feminist, strong woman, I don't need a man ending, and the ending was not that, so they got really upset by that. So, I don't know. Whatever. Someone's always offended. Always offended. But what are you going to do about it? That's 2019. That's the way things are. People like to get offended. Uh, lastly, lastly, now I am in Chicago right now, which I know that might come as a bit of a surprise for you. I'm in Chicago for an interview with uh, a budget airline company. Uh, looking forward to the interview. Uh, not looking forward to the fact that for some reason it's like 13 hours or more. Who the freak came up with that idea? I don't know. But word on the street is it's really bucking long. I got to get there early. I got to go ham. I'm pretty sure I'll have to dance at some point in this interview. Not looking forward to that. But uh, I think my go-to is going to be look fresh. Mingle with the others because there's a whole lot of people there. And uh, just come off as a lovable, fun guy and hope for the best. I'm feeling pretty confident, but who knows? This is the first big interview I've ever had. Uh, I got a Disney job on hold right now. Uh, so that's exciting in case all this falls through. But uh, yeah, we're, we're moving on up. We're getting there. We're, we're climbing to the top. Uh, we'll just see if we get there now or if we get there later. But anyway, that's going to be it, guys. I uh, really appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you next time on The Real Good Podcast.